I'm Pete Seligman. Welcome to Season 3 of my podcast, The Next Step. This year, the Australian ETA and Search Fund community is looking forward to its first big event for the region. The ETA Forum will be held at the Manly Pacific Hotel on Manly Beach in Sydney on Friday the 16th of September. In the lead up to the event, I'll be interviewing the speakers and moderators to give you some insight into the experience, capability and knowledge that will be on offer when we all come together for the first time. Please stay tuned as we count down the days and be sure to yell out if you have any questions or comments to offer so we can make the ETA Forum a great event for all involved. Now let's jump into this episode of The Next Step. What makes a deal backable for a self-funded searcher is different for a traditional searcher. And so knowing that we will have an audience there of respective mm. and current searchers, we hope to sort of have a little bit of a discussion about the different types of deals, depending on which background that you're coming from. But ultimately, I think it's about how to look at a deal from different lenses, whether it is a traditional searcher, a self-funded, and then how those two different types of searches will also involve their investor group and the bank as well. In today's episode, I'm speaking to Paige Kahalmi. She's the founder of Greenstorm Capital, which is a traditional search fund based here in Australia. Paige is going to be moderating one of the sessions at this year's ETA Forum, which is Australia and Southeast Asia's first search fund event, and it'll be held in Manly on Friday the 16th. And at that session, she's going to be moderating a panel of a couple of investors and someone representing the debt capital markets to talk about what makes a deal backable. And as a searcher herself, that's six months into her search journey, she's got some recent, relevant and direct experience in what it looks like to try and identify a business and then translate it for investors and banks to determine whether or not it's the kind of deal that will get up and get the capital it needs to get done. And so during the session, she's going to be hitting the panel with questions around what they look for in a deal and what they think is the best approach to try and get the right structure for the right business for the searcher at the time. In this conversation, we talk about a whole range of things from her experience to what she hopes to get from the panel during the session and also what she hopes to get from the conference as a whole. So I hope you enjoy it and have a look in the show notes below and you'll see a link to get your ticket to come to the ETA Forum in September. I hope to see you there. Hey Paige, thanks for joining me today. It's great to see you. Hey Pete, how are you going? I'm very, very well. Now, today, we're going to talk a little bit about you and then a little bit about the great job you're going to do for us at the ETA Forum in September, putting analysts through their paces when it comes to search fund investing. But before we get into that, it'd be great just to understand a bit about your background and how you came to become a searcher in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been working in sort of small to medium-sized business in a operations general manager position for the last kind of 10 years. And when I was doing my MBA a few years ago at Macquarie Uni, a classmate of mine actually introduced me to the concept of search. And I hadn't ever heard of it before. It sounded exactly what I've always wanted to do, which is run my own business and skip the startup phase. And so that's really kind of what led me down this journey and introduced me to lots of great people like yourself in the community. And that led me to starting my own traditional solo search in January of this year. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's funny, actually, when I speak to most people that eventually they come to become a searcher or an investor in search, um, there's this moment where they hear about it and then suddenly they say, yes, that is the perfect fit for me. It's 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 yeah. rare that you see people that are either half in or half out. They're usually that once they find that fit, they, they get really committed. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's definitely that moment of disbelief as well and, and trying to sort of understand how it really works because it, it did sound too good to be true. You know, having having great people to support me to do exactly what I wanted to do in this kind of collaborative way um, where it works out sort of in the best interest of everyone just to seem like such a perfect fit. So it took me a little while to kind of, um, you know, do my research and, and understand the, the different dynamics and how it works and, and different ways to go about it. And, um, and I, like I said, the community is just awesome. So um, sharing podcasts like this and, and meeting different people is, is exactly how I learned, um, you know, more about it. Yeah, I like that you say that it sounds like it's too good to be true. I know that you and I have um, spent a bit of time together over the last few weeks talking about particular aspects of your search at the moment. Um, and some of that you start to understand the entrepreneurial part. Like there is um, some of it, which is um, quite a few hurdles to jump and, and there are some challenges yeah. along the way. You've been up and running for what, six months now? Or something? Yeah, six months now. Yeah. yeah. How's that gone? Like to tell it, talk, to, talk us through kind of from the start and now you're really kind of into the guts of it. How's the last six months gone? Yeah, definitely a learning experience and, and in some ways exactly what I thought and in, in other ways nothing what I thought. <laughs> um, I think looking back at, um, you know, what I expected and what I thought I was going to be looking for, a lot of that has really changed and evolved. The more um, opportunities and the more people I speak to and th different things I look at, the more my understanding uh, evolves and, and I get much, much clearer on exactly what the kind of business is and, and what the kind of owner uh, looks like that I want to work with and, and, and go through that process with. But also I think a big learning has been um, how to, to use the different investors that I have on board and, and the different people within the community at, at large and where they can come in and be useful at different stages as well. I think the beginning of the search was definitely focused on um, getting the systems in place and, and getting my CRM set up and, and trying to figure out how to reach out to different business owners and how to build that pipeline. Um, but as things have evolved and that's been more set up, it's really comes down to more of the nitty gritty and, and analyzing different opportunities and, and figuring out what's the best fit. Yeah, it's. I often think, and and I and and people ask me quite often whether there's a way to speed up that process, to speed mm. up that mm -hmm. first three months or that first six months. But there's another part of me that kind of thinks that. Um, that rite of passage is something that's almost necessary as part of your evolution as a searcher yeah. as you're thinking through these things and probably makes you stronger for it and also probably a yeah. better operator after you get through acquisition. What's your thoughts on kind of what you've managed to extract in, in terms of learning in that first six months, even if some parts of it have been frustrating? Yeah, 100%. I think um, uh, one particular opportunity that I'm, I'm looking at at the moment, um, I had uh, met with the business owners back in my second month. So it's been sort of four months of ongoing. And whilst it is progressing and, and looking really positive and it's really exciting, it's also given me a lot of time to um, have other deals to compare it to and to actually increase the, the comfort level that I have and, and, and sort of uh, verified that um, this is something that is what I want it to be just by having other things to compare it to. And so I think that you definitely can't shortcut that process, particularly for someone like me who has um, uh, quite a, a broad criteria when it comes to the, the industry or even the business model type. Um, I'm really quite open in that aspect. And so the more things that I can look at, the more um, it gets refined as to what is the best fit for, for me. Um, so the time is, is just so valuable in that process. Yeah, um, 
sometimes I refer to it as like a pattern recognition. Like yeah. the, the more you see, the more you start to see those patterns. And whether those patterns are things that are patterns that fit you or patterns that just make inherently good business or, or patterns yeah. that are actually a description of what is out there and what the opportunities look like relative to each other in the marketplace. And so part of that process yeah. is actually understanding for yourself that pattern recognition, even though you can probably lean on your investor group for a bit of that as well, because obviously your investors have some recognition yeah. of their own. Um, yeah. But there is a certain amount of that you need to kind of um, learn for yourself by, by experience. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that I have um, really developed and a better understanding of is that there isn't just one way to look at a deal. And I think that's why it's so exciting to be talking about this panel and um, what we're talking about at the conference is because it's it's looking at it from different lenses. You know, when I put together my PPM to, to raise funds for my, my search late last year, it was very much this is the criteria and this is the type of business I'm looking at. But it's, it's not that one dimensional. There's so many different things to consider from myself as the searcher and, and future CEO operationally and logistically. Do I think I can grow this business? Um, there's me as well from the financial perspective. Um, and then there's the different lenses from the investors and the, the debt funding um, aspect of it as well. And so that has definitely evolved as I've had opportunities to look at and had multiple conversations with different people um, as to what they think makes it a, a good opportunity. Um, and so that has definitely evolved in the last six months is, is getting a much better understanding of how do you come up with that perfect deal, <laughs> that, that unicorn that kind of suits everybody, I think, as well. And that it's really different for every searcher. I've, I've definitely learned that as well. It's it's funny. Um, I think we've had this conversation before, and I know I've had it with other searchers around that concept of of whiplash that you get when you're speaking to various members of your investor yeah. register. So you you know yeah. you might speak to me on a particular deal, and I'll have one perspective, and then you speak to someone else in your register, and they'll have a different perspective. Um, and really, yeah. the, the searcher sitting there trying to correlate all of these potentially diverse kind of perspectives on the same deal. Um, and really then trying yeah. to say, okay, well, with all of this in mind, what is the deal that could be done? Uh, and I think that's a really interesting aspect of this process is that you do effectively have this investment committee of people that you're pitching to on a regular basis to say, okay, now I found this one, what's the pros and cons? Now I found another one, what's the pros and cons? And using that to continue to refine and, and calibrate. And and you're yeah. right, that 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 concept um, is really what we're trying to hone in on uh, during the session that you're moderating at the um, at the forum, which is really exciting. And thank you very much for offering your your time to do that. Um, because one of the things that I like about the setup for that session is that as the moderator, you are also a searcher. And not only are yeah. you a searcher, but you're in the middle of it, right? And so yeah. Yeah. what we've what we've constructed on the panel is is people that bring that investment lens, but also that debt lens as well. So you've got equity and, and yeah. debt capital. And effectively, you've got the opportunity to kind of pitch stuff to them live and, and get their perspective. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll start to see what all those differences are. Um what what are the kind of things that come to mind for you around what you want to try and get from that panel um dur during the session? Yeah, it's it's such a big session. It's such a complicated um, uh, topic and something that we could probably spend hours talking about. So I think it's going to be challenging to sort of distill it into into one session. But I think really um, the the key message is there is that there are multiple ways to look at an opportunity and and consider a deal. And not only that, but there are different levers that can be 
pulled and, and changed and, and dynamics of that deal structure that can make it more attractive um, and or you know or less attractive and, and how how you can change that and how you can ultimately kind of come up with something that does does work for everybody um, or move on and find another deal and it's just not the right one. But I think also that um, keeping in mind that it is the perspective of a a search fund deal and and the searcher is such an important concept um, in, in that mix, in that recipe as well. And so it's not just about looking at what makes a good a good business um, a, a good acquisition target, but it's actually about the deal and those people that are involved in it, such as the searcher or the, the future CEO um, and the investors who will form the board later on. Those come into that, that mix quite early on as well, which is just a, a different different way of assessing um, the suitability of that acquisition. So I think trying to look at it from different perspectives is one thing um, straight up as, as an opportunity as a business, but actually looking at how you can best structure the deal um, for those that are actually involved is a really interesting concept as well. Yeah, I, I like that because you're not just looking at none of the people in the mix are considering this any of these opportunities as a pure investment opportunity. There is this overlay yeah. of, well, yes, there is this business that we could buy, but we already know who is going to be sitting in there and operating it so we can run that lens over the top. We also know exactly. kind of who's going to be the board when we know who the shareholder groups are going to be. And so you can overlay each of those to try and then determine, okay, well, inherently this business is strong here and weak here, but some of these weaknesses yeah. can be propped up by either the capability of the searcher or the capability of the register or whatever else. And, and try and work out how to weave that into the mix is really interesting. Yeah, exactly. And that ultimately that that uh, that valuation and that deal structure is going to be different for, for us as a, as a search fund acquiring something as a, um, uh, compared to a private equity or a strategic buyer or, or somebody else. And, and that strategy that... Um, that um, that we have and, and the the time frame that we want and, and the people are involved really all of that plays into that that mix which I just think it makes it really interesting um, and and such a different perspective. What's your like? I, I think on the panel you've you've got Louis, so so bringing a, a kind of almost like a fund, like an institutional kind of view, like like representing yeah. people's money, and then you've got Sahil, yeah. who's a private investor, but also ex searcher, and, and then you've got Tom, who's representing kind of the banking and the debt view. Um, yeah. Even in your experience so far in kind of pushing potential deals up the flagpole, um, how have you found it? trying to um, condense those, even those perspectives, those three different types of perspectives and kind of any of the competing issues that they might raise, you know, like debt saying that it needs to look like this, whereas, you know, um, individual private investor is saying it needs to look like that. Like if you come up against any where you've had real dichotomies there in terms of the issues that they present. I think it's been interesting that ultimately they do ask a lot of the similar questions. You know, what's what's the capital? What's what's the working capital requirements? What industry is it in? What growth do you think it has? But it, and and how do you feel about the business? But what I found it may vary a little bit is the order of those questions, the priority that they place on each of those things. Um, and so it's more about um, some people um, will focus more on the suitability for me as an operator going into the business and how I. I feel about it and what my comfort level is first and foremost before they even progress into any of those other conversations, knowing that they've trusted me to tick off a lot of that 
criteria and the financial size and profitability, et cetera. Um, and I've, I've been surprised that, that that has been sort of the number one question most of the time as well. And so I think it's, it's more about the priority of things and then how to best create the, the value in the deal structure um, for everybody involved. Um, but there, there is more of that prioritization. So, you know, from a debt funding perspective, we're looking more at the, the cash flow and the serviceability of that first and foremost, knowing that that's going to take precedence. Um, but that has also come after questions of suitability and of, of me as knowing that I'm going to be the CEO. So I think it's been less about conflicting opinions and more about the priority of each of those things and the process and steps involved in assessing it. That's really interesting. That's really interesting because you're right. It probably is the same issues and and just people asking different things at, at different times, but but ultimately yes. the same list. Um, and also, I guess if you think about kind of the character and background of of the spread of people you've got on your investor register, that's probably going to kind of um, direct the questions that they're coming at as well um, and, and where they're coming yep. from. And so, if you know, if if I was in the audience at this panel and I'm a, a probably I'm more likely to be the kind of person that's a searcher really interested in trying to work out how do I make my deals backable right and how do I have those conversations with my register um, um, what are the kinds of things that you're hoping you'll be able to probe the panel for um, during that session yeah one thing that we've we've discussed a little bit and we hope that we get into the conversation is the difference between a traditional search fund like myself and a self-funded searcher, which is Sahil's background, mm-hmm. because the, the types of deals and the makeup um, of those deal structures actually does vary between a traditional and a self-funded search. Um, and the, the priority order changes slightly as well, the size of the deal and the amount of debt that's involved and therefore, you know, return of, um, of equity. Um, all of those dynamics are slightly different there. And so what makes a deal backable for a self-funded searcher is different for a traditional searcher. And so knowing that we will have an audience there of prospective mm-hmm. and current searchers, we hope to sort of have a little bit of a discussion about the different types of deals, depending on which background that you're coming from. But ultimately, I think it's about how to look at a deal from different lenses, whether it is a traditional searcher, a self-funded, and then how those two different types of searches will also involve their investor group and the bank as well. So I hope we, we can kind of explore some of those dynamics about different size deals and different deal structures when there is or isn't equity involved from that, that traditional search fund involved and whether the actual searcher is is funding part of the equity themselves as well, because that definitely changes the dynamics. I think the other thing is is the strategy. I think most searches do have that um, holding time period of 5, 10, 15 years. But what if it was long-term or what if it was something that was more high growth and could potentially be shorter? All of those things really do change the the perspective on the deal and the, the ultimate structure that you can come up with and, and how you make it work. Mm. Yeah, that difference between the traditional and self-funded is quite different. And, and having worked with a couple of self-funded guys over the last couple of years, that there there is um, different approaches you can take to the way in which you engage with your potential investor group because it's not an actual investor group. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the lead up to those deals, and so I think that would be really Absolutely. interesting. Um, the the other thing yeah. that I think would be interesting um, to to hear from the panel would be. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the themes that we've got coming out of different sessions is the role of the investor. You know, like mm-hmm. what, what is it that differs yeah. between an investor on a search fund for an investor in any other kind of asset class? 
And yeah. particularly when it comes to deal flow, um, it'd be interesting to hear from the panel around, you know, what is the best way to engage with them during that process? You know, what kind of frequency, Definitely. what kind of depth, what kind of questions, yep. you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Because I yeah. think a lot of searchers or potential searchers still don't quite have a feel and no doubt over the last six months you've experimented with different methods of engagement yeah. right different frequencies yeah. different depths different all that yeah um i yeah. think that'd be a really interesting conversation because that the, they would all those all those investors and the, the guys on the panel have different views on how early to engage how deep to engage you know all that sort of stuff yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something I'm I'm quite familiar with now and, and I've thought a lot about. And I think the most important thing has been to identify when to bring people in um, from the ad investor group and at what level, you know, and, and how I can also best use that investor group um, has been really important for, for my understanding on, on making sure that this deal is something that I think is backable and, and can sort of go to the wider group of investors and, and at what point that, that happens as well. Um, and, you know, I've got investors with different profiles and different types. So I have some investors who I go to for the really positive, optimistic, um, genie up on this particular deal. And then I have others who will play my devil's advocate and really, you know, hone in on some of the key questions. And I think it's really important to have both aspects because it does help you come out to ultimately make that decision as to whether this deal is, is backable by the majority and what things uh, do I need to focus on, how do I need to present that information? What is the key information to present now? I think I made uh, a pretty clear um, decision at the beginning of this particular opportunity when I was first discussing it with different investors was saying, what would make this deal for you um, or what would break this deal for you? And mm. so that really helps kind of guide the rest of the process as well um, because you do have to, as, a, as the searcher, balance all of those different opinions and take them into consideration. So you don't want to get through the process and then not have that support at the end of the day yeah you don't want to end up with 40 percent support on a 100 percent deal and yeah. <laughs> have, yeah. have such a big exactly. gap so now that that's exactly. really interesting because yeah and you're right like one of the things that's so important with that investor group is diversity and it's not yeah. only diversity of background experience skills and all that sort of thing but it's also diversity of kind of style and opinion and, and approach right and, and like yeah. you say like you, you definitely yeah. need to have all of those different hats played um, and that's really powerful to know and start to learn from your investors who's best to call on at certain points in time. Um, that's really powerful because yeah. it, yeah. it feeds directly into whether or not your deal will become backable because whether or not you can start to address because yeah. fundamentally one of those, the answer to whether or not your deal is backable is whether or not you can get the support of your investor group. Um, exactly. And so working out exactly. how to bring them along that journey is is almost more of the art than the science really, isn't it? Absolutely. And also being reflected back to myself as well and constantly checking in with, is this still a deal that that I want to back, mm. that I want to back myself in and that I want to, you know, potentially relocate my family for and, mm. and change my life? You know, that those um, that has been really helpful to have that kind of feedback from from investors and, and from other advisors that I've got involved as well. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's really helpful to have that perspective as, as well because I think it is, first and foremost, important that I think that it's a, a backable deal. Mm. Um, otherwise, it doesn't really go any further. And that's exactly how I've sort of structured my search and structured the opportunities I look at is I make sure it ticks all the boxes, but also then is something that I'm comfortable presenting to the investor group as well. And, and um, I think that's just so important. Well, and, that, and that's the fundamental of search, right? It's it's about backing the person yeah. and then backing them to 
to to get a good deal, um, not the other way around. So exactly, uh, it's, it's yeah, and, and so, I mean, more broadly then, I guess, uh, kind of as we wrap up to the end of time, what's your, I mean, you'll be at the forum as a whole. Um, what's yeah. your thoughts on what you'd like to see and, and get out of the forum as a whole and, and what makes you think that it would be the kind of thing that, that could be useful for the community? I'm really excited to just have um, more people to talk to about search from different perspectives. I think that it's, um, it is gaining a bit of traction now. I've got people reaching out all the time, which is really exciting. And, and just building that community is so important because it's been invaluable to me. It was, it was so important when I was going through the decision-making process. It was so important when I was fundraising, connecting with different investors. And then every step along the way of my search so far, there has absolutely been a moment where I've called a, a current search or an ex-search or an investor or somebody else in, involved in the committee and said, help, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I think that community part has just, uh, it, it gave me the confidence first and foremost to even do what I'm doing. And so I'm just really excited that there's going to be a lot of like-minded people connecting and, and being able to support each other and, and connect on this level. So I think that's that's going to just be fantastic. And then just hearing everybody else's perspectives um, and, and different stories, every everyone I've spoken to, I've learned something from. So no doubt, I think every session um, that's held and, and I've had a look at the program, I think you're going to be able to take something away from each each session. So I'm really looking forward to just hearing, hearing different people's stories and opinions and, and adding that into my own journey as well. Yeah, it's a great way to accelerate that connection, isn't it? Because you can kind of connect yeah. and build the network kind of slowly by introduction, introduction, uh, you know, over time. But to have everyone in the yeah. same place at the same time and make those connections all at once can really kind of supercharge it, which I think is really, really yeah. great. Um, and all Absolutely. of those conversations that we'll have in the sessions will end up just being the start of then, you know, further conversations that come after. Yeah. Like, for example, no yeah. doubt after, after the session that you lead, there'll be people in the audience that have more questions and, and now they know absolutely. that there are other people around that they can ask those questions of. So, Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Paige. I really appreciate it. Thanks, and, of Paige. course, thank you. appreciate the time and effort that you and the guys are putting into preparing for that panel because I think it would be really interesting and getting deal ready and working out how to structure and make a deal backable is one of the fundamental requirements of having a successful search. So I think it would be a fantastic absolutely. conversation. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks, Paige. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Next Step. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're joining us at the 2022 ETA Forum in Manly, I look forward to seeing you there. If you haven't already bought a ticket and this episode lit the spark, please head to etaforum.com.au to book your place and we'll see you in September.